we just were like, man, what if we were teammates? And man, now we are. So man, shout out to Nick. You did a great job. Um, and I, and I, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got show Nick some love, man. This, this he the one who, who made it, who made it, who made it shake. So they've heard enough from me for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to hear from me. No, we're gonna give you your flowers for sure. <laughs> the beltway boys this is episode 81 i put 31 in the dang description it is 81 <laughs> and last time we talked it was fresh off the texans in the first round and now the draft is over so we got plenty to talk about i am austin here with the one and only the the talented the beautiful you know walker what is going on how are you doing, and how do you feel about the draft now that it is over? Man, I'm I'm uh good drinking some some dandelion tea. Um, it tastes like coffee, low key. <laughs> um, and I don't even like coffee, but just get a little hot drink in me. And uh, yeah, man, I'm just chilling, watching. I was listening to Landry Locker's uh YouTube channel right now. Yes. Um, he was talking about he was talking about the actually that Merrill Hodge video we talked about last episode mm. and how Merrill Hodge said he would only take CJ Stroud round one. Yeah. Which makes me feel so much better. We talked about that last time, but that like that was yeah. that was pretty cool to hear how Merrill Hodge said that. Um and now I'm watching uh I'm watching the Eagles 49ers game and just kind of see how how like the defense played against the offense. I mean, because it's basically Steichen versus Ryan's on whenever the Eagles are on offense, 49ers on defense. Very true. Um, so, and it's uh, and it low key this 49ers offense too. Purdy was yeah, moving it, but he got hurt. I know, like that game could have been mm-hmm. completely different if uh, if that dude would have never got hurt. But I feel like you said. After Merrill Hodge saying that it's been a couple more days, I feel like I know the thumbnail curse ended finally. <laughs> Bubway boy thumbnail curse, but I feel like we got the guy we were supposed to. CJ Stroud, that's who I'm hitching my wagon on now. We got to, right? He's our franchise quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Ride or die. <laughs> ride or die. And I'm excited for it. As long as he don't write no books about being a leader. And he don't do like over uh, two hundred massages in a year or whatever. I think we'll be okay. Gosh, I think we'll be all right. Butt massages. But he was getting butt massages. He like getting booty played yeah. with. Come man. on, man. <laughs> like whoa, man. That's another topic <laughs> for another day. And yeah. that man's actually in some more legal trouble. So we mm-hmm. might be talking about that soon. You know who knows, but. With the Texans obviously getting C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson, we already mentioned, they ended up 
having like a really good draft to finish off like uh, Walker, I would probably argue, or I don't even know if it needs to be argued. This is probably the best Texans draft. I know we, the players, it's going to have to wait and see how they perform, but on mm-hmm. paper, like, holy smokes, this has got to be up there with 2006 draft class. Yeah. I, um, it was just pick after pick after pick that I like, starting with um, Tank Dale. The, the, I don't think we talked about the Juice Scrub. Did we talk about the nah, Because we did no. after first round. But um, the Juice Scruggs, I think they traded up for him. Um, I don't know how I feel about that pick. But I think it was the net. Like, that's a pick that I would have made. Not necessarily that player, but that pick for sure. Because they needed – they had to get a center. Um, and they traded up for him, like, what, three, four spots. Yeah. Um and if they traded up, I think everybody kind of knew the Giants wanted to get the center. And um, if they could have traded up a little bit more, they probably could have got um, JMS. But I think they took Scruggs because I think the coaches were had conviction that he could run the scheme, or somebody somebody had to have conviction. And I'm guessing it was the coaches that he could run the scheme how they wanted it. Um, so I wasn't mad at it because. Just because we have, I, I honestly don't even know how to evaluate centers that good like that anyway. Um, so it was like, just because we had him, out he wasn't even on my radar, but just because we have him not in the top don't mean he's not, you know, one of the better centers in the draft. Um, and then, yeah, getting Tank Dell was so, so, so good, man. Like, that's probably the player I'm most excited about because we needed, like, as much as we needed a quarterback, we needed a receiver. Um, and he led the nation in in uh, receiving yards this year. He had like 100 catches. Um, he scored 17 touchdowns, which I'm pretty sure that was probably top five too. Um, he's just he's just he's just explosive, man. He's and he's like a natural receiver. Um, catches the ball so naturally. Um, great in punt return. Um, I think he, I think he's going to be able to, they're going to find ways to, to get him, um, like the ball in certain plays. I don't know how much he's going to play, like to start the season off, but I think around the middle point to the end, you'll start seeing him use way more. Um, so that's a, that's a big get. Um, and if he comes out early starting, like he just looks like the, best receiver on a team that's even better um and then who else would we get fourth round i know we got henry totoa um my guy yeah that's your guy dylan dylan horton dylan oh dylan horton yeah that was an interesting pick but um i kind of see the vision with that i think he'll be used as like a inside rusher on 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 Mm -hmm. passing downs um then we got Xavier Hutchins. Great Hutchinson. pick. I probably honestly, I think he could have went around the area that uh that Tank Dale went, you know. Mm-hmm. So getting him in the sixth round is yeah, that's like a super steal. Um, I just like the and then they got Patterson from um, Notre Dame, who I felt like coming into the year or like early in the year was seen as one of the better like center prospects or inside offensive lineman prospects. 
So getting both of them was really uh, like I really was happy to see that because that's just like more competition um, for the for the center position for guard position. I see people were saying like um, if Kenyon Green doesn't step up, like you know one of these players could take his spot, which I don't I don't hate. Like I get they use the second round pick on him, but he got to produce. I mean, oh first my bad. He was a first round pick on him, so he got to produce. But you know, um, we'll see. But if anything, it's a good backup plan. I mean, look at the at the Eagles. They um they got their their left tackle in what like the fifth sixth round, mm-hmm. and they drafted Andre Dillard to be. And he was a first rounder. So, I mean, yeah, it sucked, but it's better to to have actual players who help you win. Um, so we'll see how that works out. But I do like the fact that they brought those players in to compete. And somebody's going to win that position. Like, somebody, the, the cream is going to rise to the top. So mm-hmm. um, I like seeing that with Hutchison, too, and Tank Dale. Like, there's no standout receiver. All these positions are up for grab. So you get to see who's going to step up. If Nico going to step up, which I think he is. Um, Mechie, I think Mechie's going to be a starter. I think I, Robert Woods probably will be a starter too. So we'll, we'll see, man. It's a, uh, we're, we're, they're building a, a good solid team that I don't think can be like a, a worse team in an NFL roster. Like it's not like super overpowering in, in most positions, but I think you actually have legit NFL starters now. Yeah. Um, which we haven't seen in a long time. So, um, is that what else do we draft? Brandon uh, Hill, the, the last um, yeah, safety, safety out of Pittsburgh, which probably a really good special teams player. Um, he ran a four four, so he's pretty fast. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think, I think like you said, man, it was it was the best draft we've had since two thousand six for sure. Right, it just. It changed the whole vibe. That first night, we talked about it, right? It was it was crazy. It was a it's almost like an adrenaline rush, you know, just how they got the second pick and then the third pick. Like I've never seen that. Not my time of watching the NFL draft. I know the Browns at one point I think had our pick and then maybe the fourth pick that that year. Uh, but it was just it was just really craziness, like. And then to complete the draft with the players that they did, it, w- it was truly exciting. Like it was, it was just a great time. I think it re-energized the fan base, uh, got people bought in again. But also, if like you and I are on Twitter a lot, and NFL players were given the Texans shout-outs. Michael Parsons was shouting out the Tankdale pick. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just it's, that was it's different. Cool. I'm not gonna lie. Right? It's like the national perception of the Texans is changing. And you know, it's just a good feeling because being a fan of the team the last three or four years, it was fucking tough, man. It was tough. And for them to kind of feel like they really have turned the corner, uh, it's just it's good. It's like we have our quarterback now who we can ride and die with. Like, you know, we, we thought we had our guy and circumstances happen and he's no longer here, but it kind of like the franchise was just like lost at sea for a while. 
and now it just feels like we're like have direction and we have like kind of we know where we're going but the crazy thing is is the rest of our division kind of got the same thing like you mentioned Steichen you know is now the Colts coach and he has Anthony Richardson who's gonna be a problem and then you got Tennessee which I'm not too worried about but it's Tennessee and I think Vrabel's a good coach but they got Will Levis so now everybody in that division has their franchise quarterback or what they think is their franchise quarterback. So now let's see where the chips fall. And for the Texans, I like I like their odds because somebody mentioned it. Um, I don't know what show it was, but we took the Super Bowl champ to overtime. We took, I think, Probably the Cal- Eagles. I think it was Cowherd, which is shocking. Yeah, yeah, because he stays hating on the Texans. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he's ever said anything positive about the state of Texas or the city of Houston. Like, and that's the thing. He was pretty positive about him because uh, I think the guy named Jason McIntyre, mm. he, um, I think I he's I from Houston. Him. Yeah, he was trying to go in on him. And Kyle was low-key, like, he was kind of like, not so fast. I don't know. I mean, they got an easy schedule. They took the Chiefs to – uh, overtime, or they they mm. barely barely lost to the cat. Yeah, like he was yeah, and he was like, but you he like, and the McIntyre guy kept trying to be like, but you don't see like, <laughs> you know, like you don't see how they could be the worst team. He was like, no, I don't think they're gonna be one of the five worst teams in the NFL next year. <laughs> every all. time, every time, Colin kept uh kept being like going back at him like, no, I actually don't. <laughs> Yeah, he's staying ten toes down for Houston. Yeah, I was shocked. Uh, it's it's just it's really exciting. You mentioned my guy Henry Toa Man, when that happened, I texted you. I said I was screaming so loud, my girl told me to shut up. Like, because <laughs> we live in an apartment, you know, we got people below us. I was I was going crazy because that's what it felt like too. Like every time they was on the clock, you said the guy you wanted and they ended up getting them it was so crazy you know i think i, I know we probably talked about tank dale you know if if not on the pod we definitely talked about it with each other like mm-hmm. he had a great senior bowl he had the season like you said and yeah he was um, killing a senior bowl killing and you pair that with the most accurate quarterback coming into the draft now with the best route runner and the best wide receiver maybe uh, create separation, mm-hmm. arguably, you know. I know you got JSN and others, but uh, just so nice. And then Xavier Hutchinson at the six? Like, oh, my God. We got four young stud wide receivers that if they can develop to their potential with Nico Collins, who already showed promise, he just didn't have a reliable thrower. Mechie was out, you know, obviously for uh, battling cancer. Came back, overcame it. Should be starting this year, like you mentioned. And then you got Tank Dale and Xavier Hutchinson. Like, let's go with a young quarterback that can grow with them. And supposedly C.J. Stroud went to the Texans and told him or told them, I want Tank Dale. And Mm -hmm. then they did it and got you your guy. Like, let's fucking go. It just feels different in the city. I wish when we recorded 
because I think after we recorded the press conference for CJ Stroud and Will Anderson happened, mm-hmm. and even CJ Stroud, the way he talks and just he shoots straight from the hip, but he's just <laughs> a good dude, you know, like yeah. you, easy to root for. Like, I think the city, if you're hating on the, the players, CJ Stroud are pick, love him. I can already right? feel. Like his his receivers, his teammates are gonna they're gonna play. Oh, wow. I knew that. I knew that though, just from watching back when he was on the pivot. That's why. That's what made me like him more. Cause I like to watch. I like to like see how like their intangibles. I think that's a big well. part. Yeah, that's a big part of like, at least for me, kind of evaluating the player too. Cause um, if you see, you see. The way JSN used to talk about CJ Stroud mm. basically felt like he was the man. Like you hear the way Garrett Wilson was talking about CJ Stroud. Um just saying like he yeah, he's one of them ones, you know. Um everybody says it about him, Bryce, like and then you see how like he when he when he made Nick Casario like laugh that hard, mm-hmm. I was like, bro, yeah. This guy confirmed it. Like the players are gonna, they're not gonna want to let him down. Like they're gonna, they're gonna want to play for him. Yeah. Um, they're gonna want to like make plays for him. Um, you know, just because they're gonna feel like that's their brother. So, mm-hmm. um, good point. I, I was, I was, I was really excited to, you know, to to see him continue to show what type of like person he is because people. People uh, judged him off the way he speaks a lot, I feel, um, without, like, any, like, uh, any depth to it. They just they just judge him straight off of hearing how he talks, you know. Like you said, he shoots straight from the hip, but he's very intelligent. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think – I don't think that, that comes off to people. Like, he, he, ha- he kind of has this – this um, – this way about him that seems like he don't really know what's going on around him, you know, like he maybe he pull a fast one over him, but yeah, but he, he knows everything that's happening around him. Um, that's a good point. You know, he doesn't, he kind of gives off like you could kind of pull a fast one over him. Right. Like, mm-hmm. but he, he, he's not, he's not that type of person. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it, it's going to be good, man. I think, Looking at the division, I was looking at this earlier, talking to some people about it, and <clears throat> I, I I really could see the world where the Texans finish second, you know, in this division. Mm-hmm. Um, just like early predictions right now, I think you you have to go Jags, but I would go Jag. I wouldn't go Jags winning it like by a lot. I think it'd be a, them barely winning it. Um, and then we go second, and then I got Colts third. I'll have Colts third. I think they're gonna want to really want to try to. I think that Chris Ballard should be safe. But I was about to say, I think they're really gonna try to get uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. this year. Mm, please God no. I know that's one thing I won't. I do not want. But like I could see, I could see that. Um, I could definitely see that because this is their first year really sucking. Yeah. So it's like they can, and I don't think Anthony Richardson will have that type. Like, I mean, we both got rookies. It's hard to just do that as in your rookie year. So 
I think he's definitely going to take some time to develop as well, um, especially early on. So that might put you in a in a hole already to be like, well, F it, we're already here. Um, and then I think the Titans are just going to be bad. I've been saying this for like the past two years. <laughs> <laughs> and they went on that little streak because this Tannehill got hurt last year where they lost like five, six in a row. But I think this is the year. Um Tannehill's pissed off. Derrick Henry's old. Um, the receivers are horrible. The O line is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, though, they still got variable. Um, But if Tannehill gets enough, yeah, if Tannehill gets hurt again or something like that, or you like they're screwed again. And I could see, I could see them being like, "F it." That's a, that would be my worst fear, though, of them being like, "F it." Let's let's try to just go get Caleb. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, that would be uh, that would be one of my biggest fears. Um, That'd be sick. I don't want either. I don't want. I don't want either of them to get a top three pick though, and I don't want either of them to be able to trade it to the top three. No, because I don't want them to get Harrison Junior. or a good QB. Yeah, and man, have you seen the mocks? Like the early mocks for next year have the. Everybody's saying the Texans are going to be one of the – like, are y'all crazy? <laughs> I see your face with the tea. Yeah, man, uh, that tea tastes like black coffee. Oh, man, <laughs> I can't I can't do it. Yeah. But you've seen the mocks where it has, like, the Cardinals with our pick and their mm-hmm. pick being one and two. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, and then I'm I just like – yeah. Or just, I, I think the Texans will be top two, and I think the Browns will be bottom two of their division. That's all I was going to say. Yeah, and I feel like I don't think the Cardinals would – who who would trade for Kyler Murray is what I'm trying to mm. think about. I mean, I guess if you could – if the if let's say the, let's say the Cardinals do get the first pick, like – and, and, and I, I mean, I think Kyler Murray is a good quarterback, but let's say they are like, F it, let's go Caleb Williams. We can reset, you know, our, our contract, the rookie contract with a QB, and um, we could trade Kyler. I'm like, who who would trade for him? Because they probably wouldn't have to trade. They'd probably just have to trade a first-round pick for him. That'd be tough. Like, it probably wouldn't have to be a whole. It probably wouldn't have to be like two or three because, I mean, you know – if you're looking to draft Caleb Williams, what leverage do you have? Um, I'm just trying to think, like, what team? Maybe Tennessee. That would suck. <laughs> oh, my God. But I'm just like, the only thing, I was glad they drafted Will Levis because you would think, you would think they would give him one one year to prove it, but who knows, mm-hmm. you know? I don't, I don't I would, know what, what other team would would trade for Kyler Murray. Maybe uh, you got the Rams. You got oh, it, but that's the be thing. Crazy though. to trade in the division, yeah. Yeah, that's so good. That, that's a good point. Maybe but the it, Falcons mm, if they don't get a, the number one pick. So yeah, I guess they would have options if they wanted to. Yeah, but it's would a team. Want to trade for a quarterback that's getting a lot of money, mm-hmm. or there's projected some good quarterbacks coming out this upcoming draft. So 
you know, I, I feel like that was really what was up with that Lamar situation. There was only so many teams that really were looking for a quarterback, and they were probably just thinking, why would I, you know, mm-hmm. go all out and pay this money when I can get my franchise guy on a, you know, rookie deal? So it might be, yeah, it might be a little tough to move them, but if there's a team that feels like they're close enough, you know, maybe they do. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. This year, it really feels like there's a lot of good young quarterbacks, especially in the AFC. So I can't wait to see where, once the year ends, kind of where C.J. Stroud falls um, amongst all the all his peers, you know? Man, but, yeah. So I'm watching this. So the Eagles game went off, but now it's 49ers Raiders, and they had a nice little screen pass. Nice little design screen pass, man. I'm like, man, you get Tank Dale and you get Tank Dale and one of those little screen passes. And like, like D'Amico even said that they want to get the ball to the athletes and make plays. And that's basically what happened with at Ohio State with CJ. And I'm watching Brock Purdy. I'm just like, he's not, oh, he's not as good as CJ Stroud. Hell no. Like he threw a pad, he threw a back shoulder pass that. Lost all its momentum. <laughs> Lost uh, all its momentum and didn't even make it to the receiver. Um, yeah, bro, you just let CJ get back there and distribute that ball. The defense is interesting. It keeps getting hit up and across the middle, but um, I don't know. It's uh, they got pressure from both ends. Just got a pick though, so. Yeah, man. I guess that's 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 probably another reason why they traded him for Anderson, because it's like that that defensive line pressure, man. You can really do some damage. You help the help the secondary out because you can drop so many more in coverage. It makes a difference. I was I was really shocked they didn't draft a corner. I felt like there was some good ones that they could have got uh, late. They didn't bro, do it. Freaking um, the Colts, man. Chris Ballard is drafted basically his team probably the way I would have drafted if I was a GM. Yeah. Not necessarily. I, I don't think I really knew about the athlete. I didn't know athletically all those players were that athletic, but um, he just pretty much every he drafted Richardson. I would have took Richardson second. I said that I, I've been said that just because it was a home run swing. Um, and then he took uh, – who did he take in second round? Oh, he it? took Julius Brent, mm-hmm. who was one of my favorite corners. The guy has, like, some of the longest arms. He's, like, one of, the, like, the 99 percentile for arm length. And I think I saw somebody was talking about it. Um, There's, like, 10 players with that arm length or something like that. And basically, nine out of those ten have all been really good. And if he's good, and, and if he's good, he would make it ten out of eleven. Um, and I'm just like, f and Colts, bro. Like, man, that was a good pick. And then they took Josh Downs, who yes. I had. He was like one of my top five receivers. Honestly, I honestly liked him better than um, than uh, Zay Flowers. I think we talked about mm. that. Yeah, you've been I, on that. Yeah. Um, I'm like, God dang it, bro. Ugh. And then um, they drafted that 
super athletic defensive tackle on Northwestern. Oh God! I wasn't yeah. really uh, I wasn't really right big on him. Us. Yeah, right. A- yeah, right after us. We drafted um, Dylan Horton. Then we drafted him. <laughs> but I wasn't really big on him anyway, so I wasn't really tripping. But um, they yeah they took him, and then they got Darius. When you when you when you mentioned corners, I was like, we could have got Darius Rush for they got later. I think it would be really good too. Damn, um, they got two good corners. Yeah, they got Brents and they dra- they came back and drafted Darius Rush out of South Carolina. Um, yeah, he was cooking. And then they got uh, what's his name? Blake Blake Freeland, the tackle from uh BYU was okay. who was a freak, um, at the combine. But yeah, I would I would probably would have drafted a lot of. Those. I was hoping they were gonna get a corner. They usually I feel like they usually always do, but um. Hey man, next year though, I, I like some of these corners next year. Um, Kalen King got a Penn State's pretty good. Um, Michigan has a pretty good corner. I think his name's Johnson. Uh, Kool Aid McKinstry. I'm not as big on. I have to watch more of him, but I'm not as big as on Kool Aid as Kalen King. Cam Kitchens is who I want. <laughs> Cam Kitchen. Safety out of Miami, bro. Oh, I seen you post him. Yeah, him. He, he had like six he interceptions. <laughs> I think he led the country in interceptions for safeties. Damn. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Cam Kitchens. That would be crazy because he's a, he looks like a big guy too. Rangy. I would Damn, love that. Yeah. If the Browns, you know, if the Browns uh, end up being around the same pick they are, well, I don't know how they feel about safeties. We'll see. But if they're around that same pick, 15, 16, that area, I think that would be a solid pickup for a corner or or um, maybe a receiver, depending on how, how, how things look. I was going to say, I know Marvin Harrison is like the talk of the town, but who is number two? I just don't know how to say his last name. It's uh, like E-G-U-B-A yeah. I think it's a or Mecca, something like that. A Mecca or something like that. He reminds me of Jamar Chase. Interesting. You know? He reminds me of like a Reggie Wayne. Mm. Now, he might not be as explosive as Jamar Chase, but just his body type, I think he – he looks the same size. I don't know what his speed is, but him and CJ Stroud had a good connection. I know they had a really good connection. I was about to say, like, that's why I really want. I really, I don't, I don't, I don't want to play on nobody's downfall. But I really hope the quarterback at Ohio <laughs> State next year is bad with these receivers, so people can't be like, "Well, it was the receivers." Because if he, if they go out there with the same receivers and they can't produce how CJ Stroud was, then it's gonna be like. See, it wasn't. Now y'all know. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't just perfect situation. He was actually out there throwing dots. Yeah, I'm. I'm just so excited for the draft class. <laughs> Henry Toa Toa. Oh, what you say? Good, bro. CJ good, man. I'm watching uh, SF and uh, Chargers, Chargers versus 49ers now, and Herbert just threw a dot. I think he going I think that's what he gonna do, bro. Nobody was expecting Herbert to be good, 
and he came out and balled out as a rookie. I think I think nobody's really expecting much out of CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's like you hear Bryce and you hear Richardson because Richardson's with Steichen and you know, but you don't really you don't really hear like I don't really hear like too much praise of like yeah Texans got um, CJ Stroud and maybe that's because what I'm listening to but I was listening to PFF uh, today and they were giving their grades and they they hated all of them. oh <laughs> my god not all the picks but like they just just they could not wrap their mind around the Will Anderson trade um and and the one guy who he gets on my nerves low key he think he's his name is uh, PFF Sam. Um, he just don't like. He don't. I think he had Will Levis as his second best QB. So <laughs> he was like, I didn't. I don't really like CJ Stroud as it as it was, you know. But they had to take the QB. So like, I don't think I don't think people are expecting a lot out of out of CJ. But his accuracy is. I don't think anybody but Bryce is even close to him. He he, different with that ball. They don't eat yet, bro. Now it's like I gotta defend them. <laughs> you know, yeah, now I gotta have to defend them, like, cause he, people people forget, like that man be throwing perfect passes, bro. And I'm watching Herbert, and I'm watching Garoppolo, and it's a clear difference. It's a yeah. clear difference between them quarterbacks who really know what to do. And I was watching that Elite 11 2 again, mm-hmm. and he just had it, bro. His teammates loved I'm telling you, bro. His t- his receivers were loving him. Everybody was loving him, bro. And you got to be that, like what you said earlier. And he like, won MVP. You, yeah. And he wasn't even supposed to be there. <laughs> but like you said, like you, how you look at like uh, people's kind of character. Or like you know what their their makeup is, for him to have that makeup as a quarterback, that's the most important thing. You need people to believe in you, because if they believe in you, they're gonna ride for you. And I've already been seeing them in like, I you know I'm an Instagram. I'll be following all the Texans players, and I'll be in the comments. I'll be looking, and he's already already responding to everything that. Laramie Tunsil posts. He already he'd be on every all his teammates. He'd be under it. He'd be commenting, and I'm just Damn. like, I love it. Like, and he already said, I I think he said it at a presser. He was like, Oh, I got to take care of my guys. I got to take yeah. care of my old line. Like, yeah. I'm gonna take I good care of them. Yeah, I heard that interview. And that's you know, what I'm we, saying. Stuff like, like that. And that goes a long way. Arian Foster used to do that. He used to take care of his old line, and he was a rushing leader. You know, imagine what a quarterback gonna do if what they gonna do for the quarterback if he takes care of them. Like, and you got to man, just a, what a great situation for him to be in. This is the closest thing to Ohio State that he's gonna get. I think in his rookie year, you got a good old line, you got some weapons. Just go do your thing. This ain't we're not the Texans should not be asking any more of him. Then he's what do you you know? Just play your game, because that will be enough. That will be more than enough. So, man, I'm I'm excited. And then they got an undrafted running back. Oh yeah. What's his name? 
It's like Xavier, maybe? Xavier. Xavier. Something day. I don't know, but holiday or alliday, something like that. But his highlights. Yeah, he looked like him. And they gave him a like a pretty good amount of money too for an undrafted free agent. So yeah, his highlights, he was catching the ball at the backfield. Um and uh the fact that they like I said, man, that they're 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 feeling conviction about these players, I feel like it's a it's a coached thing, you know, like saying mm-hmm. this is what it looks like, you know. He does the stuff that we need. Like remember Remember, uh, D'Amico was talking about when they, when he was watching film on uh, he wanted a linebacker, but uh, they put the film on of Elijah Mitchell, and he was yes. like, "Oh yeah, we need to get that." I feel like it's similar to that. Like I think they know kind of what to look for a bit more now, um, being in San Francisco for that long. Um, so like that's why I kind of trust what they're what they're trying to what they're trying to do. I think they kind of know what type of players and because you look at San Francisco, man, and they always just like it ain't like a whole bunch of superstars. Uh, you got you got Nick Bosa, you got Fred Warner, um, but they they find a way to have all these running backs always play always play good though. They have like they can have three running backs get hurt in a year and they'll still find one that can produce just as good as the starters. So um, they know what they're looking for, man. They're trying to find – that's why the Dylan Horton thing I wasn't tripping on either. Like the Drew Scruggs I'm not tripping on because I'm looking at Charles Aminahue right now, and he's like kind of rushing from the inside, you know, similar body type. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think Horton led the uh, Big 12 in sacks. Yeah, he did. With four. two other really good uh, pass rushers in McDonald and uh, Felix Azama, whatever his name is, and they got drafted in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he had four sacks in a playoff game versus Michigan. What does that tell you? He shows up when it he counts. Can get hot, yeah. He can get hot, man. Who knows? That might be a steal. They got some players that really, yeah. I think in a couple of years, teams are going to be like, mm-hmm. why did that guy go, you know, in the round he did? Oh, man. It's exciting. And, you know, the last episode, we just did a first round kind of breakdown, talking about the Texans picks, talking about the night, the first round. And we're sitting here talking about the draft. But there's another team in the city that made some big moves. I think, right, his press conference was last week, I think, right? Ime Adoka for the Rockets. So it's just, an, it's like, and the Astros aren't playing too well right now. I know they got a long way to go. But it almost feels like the Texans and Rockets are coming. Like, they're kind of at the same spot almost. And yeah, I feel they like, kind of been feeling like the same spot the past few years, low key. Right, and it it kind of feels like baseball has been holding it down for the city, mm-hmm. you know, being that dominant team. But now it kind of feels like football and basketball is like we we're coming. Mm-hmm. We've hired the right guys. Now we're getting the right players, and we're putting it all together. So the Rockets hired Ime Adoka, who shouldn't even been 
available if it wasn't for some unfortunate circumstances that we truly don't even know the full details of. But he's available. And his first year coaching, he led the Boston Celtics to a championship. His introductory press conference, I don't think, could have gone any better. I think he addressed what he needed to address. He took accountability. But then it was quickly like, all right, moving on. What are you going to do for the Rockets? And he basically laid it out. He said, youth is not an excuse. We're going to play hard. I'm going to coach them hard. And we're going to be a good team. And how we were talking about the Rockets and how we're, I mean, how we're talking about the Texans and we're excited for the future. That's exactly how I feel about the Rockets. And their offseason is just getting started. You know, when we hired, when they hired D'Amico Ryans, it was like craziness in the city. It was, and I feel like Ime Udoka's signing was a big deal, but I don't think people realize how good of a coach he is. And with a good offseason, which we'll get into at some point this episode, the sky's the limit. What are your thoughts about him being hired and what are your kind of expectations for him as the coach? Um, my thoughts on him being hired, uh, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, he wasn't, he wasn't my first choice. Um, I, I was more, uh, Nick Nurse, which I want to, I mean, he is a good coach though. So that's probably why, but I'm like, I wonder why they didn't. Didn't look that. Did Nick Nurse even get an interview? I think he. I think he did. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. But outside of him, like, not being my first choice, I I always felt like he was a good coach. Um. I just didn't like. Well, I felt like the circus that would come with him, but it seems like Mm -hmm. that they, like you said, they handled that pretty well in a press conference, and he um. You know, he said that, you know, he took accountability for it and, you know, he took some, some classes for it and, you know, kind of addressed it. Like, I, kind of, I'm addressing this this one time and this one time only type of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, that made me feel better. And so, once we got past that part, um, it, it made me feel good that it's like he's actually going to hold these players accountable now. He's actually going to be a coach that they they have to respect um, or else there are going to be consequences. Um, yep. And he's a defensive coach, you know, um, which is which is something I was I was wanting to, to get, you know, somebody who's going to make them lock in on defense. Because I think if they can take that serious and not focus on, you know, anything else, if they really just become a defensive team, that improves them so much, like so much more because they have the talent and and, and players on offense to be able to, to make up for, um, you know, whatever comes with giving all your effort on defense. Like they have the talent to still be able to go out there and score. Um, but not making them, like not ever having to be held accountable um, under silence on defense and, and just – just having a coach that's going to push them now and, and make them focus. And I think it's just 
Um, it's just going to be a better coach, period. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we saw them under under Lucas win some really big games. They beat the Bucks under under John Lucas. Um, who else did they beat when he was coaching? They beat another really good team when he was coaching. Um, so, like, we've seen – I feel like we've seen a difference whenever uh, they had a different coach. But um, he, he was coaching the NBA Finals last year. Um, he's a good coach, you know, so it, it wasn't really that. But um, I'm, I, I, will, I, I just, yeah, I, I feel like there's probably more people excited about it, him than, than I am. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, feel, I feel good about it. I feel good about the hire, and I think um, I feel even better, you know, like once the season comes and, and we see a difference in attitude and, and stuff like that. Um, but he, I, I, we, we got, like you said, we got to see what, what happens in this draft lottery um, and then what, what type of offseason moves they make to make the team better as well. Yeah, uh, and I agree with you. I, I didn't ever look at him as a viable candidate. It just obviously because of whatever happened in Boston. So – it just I never took it seriously, you know, kind of kind of how I never thought C.J. Stroud was going to be the pick yeah. because of David Mulligetta. That's my own like reasoning that I like convinced myself that it's a truth. And, you know, he made got an interview and he made a big impression on Tillman Pertita. And to the point where I think Tillman, I read an article or read something that after the interview. Tillman Fertitta went to Raphael Stone, the GM, and was like, that's who I want. So, like, they might have interviewed Sam Cassell. I think they might have interviewed Nick Nurse. But it seems like after they uh, interviewed Ime Doka, who was their first interview, it was kind of sold up from them. Mm, That's interesting. Yeah, so another thing, I know you, you saw it. Kevin Porter was the only player at his press conference. Mm-hmm. To me, that's exciting because you're having a player who maybe some fans are ready for him to be gone or, you know, some other fans want him to have a different role on the team. Mm-hmm. And and for him to come in and be the only player to show up, that just shows me that he's like he's bought in. To whatever Houston's plan is, whatever they want to do this offseason, Kevin Porter is bought in and he wants to be a part of it. And that tells that gives me confidence that he would be okay with maybe coming off the bench or mm-hmm. maybe not being the lead guard. You know, I don't know what that looks like, but I I know I saw somewhere that he took I I don't know if he had yes. a pin that he was a point yeah. guard I don't know if he had that that sweet pin or what but I saw somewhere mm-hmm. he took it down. Yep, right after the press conference, I think is when <laughs> people noticed it. So maybe him and Udoka had a you know conversation. You know, yeah. I, who knows? But that yeah, I was just thinking that like it just I don't know it just feels like. It could it could work out, so just exciting times for the Rockets. Uh, 
I wanted to kind of talk about the NBA playoffs a little bit because there was a guy that is constantly, his name has been attached to Houston really ever since he left. Um, but he had a killer game the other night mm-hmm. without his sidekick and Joel Embiid, who won the MVP, shout out to him. But then he laid kind of he had a he didn't have such a good game, but the team overall didn't have a good mm-hmm. game. They got blown out by the Boston tonight. But what are your thoughts about his performance um, this so far in the playoffs? And then also, what are your thoughts? I mean, when now we're in the second round. I know you watched that Warriors game last night. Oh yeah, man. These yeah, that James Harden performance was man, that was electric. Right. Um, it was pretty cool to see just brought back memories, man, of big time games we used to play and you know, big shots he'd make and just, just that atmosphere, man. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool for him to, you know, see him still show that he could still play and he still got something. Um and uh yeah, I definitely watched that that Warriors Lakers, I think that was like I saw something that broke a record for game one for for that round. Uh, yeah, we knew that was must see TV though. That's a heck of man. a matchup, bro. Lakers and with LeBron and versus the Warriors, man. Um, good game, man. I I I I'm excited to see how that series goes. I think the Warriors are probably gonna. I think they're gonna do a similar thing that the the Celtics just did tonight and come out. Guns blazing and, and and tie the series up. Um, Sun, I think Suns are down 0-2 to the Nuggets, which that Oof. was kind of shocking. So we'll see how that series goes. Must win for them. So um, they're gonna have to come out. They're gonna have to come out and, and give it their all. Game three, and then Heat and uh, Knicks. It's pretty good. Knicks have been a pretty entertaining uh, team, man. I, I wanted Jalen Brunson to join the Rockets, like, last year. Like, I kept telling people, man, we should, we need to try to get Brunson. Um, you know, he's a free agent, but I didn't um, I didn't know he had all those connections to, to the Knicks, and I don't think we had the money we had now. So, um, he's, a, he's a monster, man. He's such a, he's such a gamer. Um, Jimmy Butler has been playing great this playoff. So it's been a yeah, it's been a really fun playoffs to watch this year. What are your uh, what would be your predictions? Who makes it to the conference finals? Wow, I'll say Warriors. Oh man, that's a that's good tough, question, right? I say I say Warriors. And the Nuggets. I'll give it to the Nuggets. Uh, oh. uh, nah, I'm gonna go Warriors Suns. I'm gonna go tough. Suns. I know. I'm gonna go Suns, man. I'm gonna go Suns. Warriors Suns, and then East. I'll go. Uh, I'll go Boston and New York. Can you imagine? Oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine oh. Boston New York series? That'll be oh, oh. that'll be great TV. That would not be safe, I think, for the fans. You know, like because isn't that just a train ride away? Oh my god! I don't know. I just know you know Yankees Red Sox is crazy, but 
Boston and New York don't ever really play each other. I feel like that in the NBA. No, I couldn't tell you the last time I'm in the playoffs. No. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, not not in the playoffs. I don't really remember them type of matchups. Whew. God, dog, that's gonna be good, man. I I agree with you. I think Knicks. I think if Tyler Hero was on the Heat, I think the Heat would be okay. But Jimmy Butler cannot do it all on his own. Um, so I'm gonna go Knicks. I feel like Philly. I just mm. they got a they got something about them this year. And I really think Boston is gonna miss Ime Udoka. I really mm. do. I think he brought a certain edge to them. And yeah, they responded tonight. They responded how they should have, but now they're going to Philly. And I think Philly Philly's not gonna lay an egg like that again. No way. It'll probably go seven. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of these series probably will, these second round matchups, mm-hmm. maybe except Denver and Phoenix. I feel bad for Phoenix, man. Like <laughs> they have no bench. Like Oh yeah, uh, they, they traded for KD. You know, and they I think they're a year away. Let them go into the off season, try to, you know, work some things out. Maybe Chris Paul's time's up. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't fucking know. God dog. But you got me liking KD. Yeah. And they're oh they're oh they're on two. Um and this is a must win. I think they I think you're gonna see the best out of KD. Um game three for sure. He always he always comes prepared for them type of situations. Devin Booker does too. Yeah. And then you get you get you get game three at home and then you tell yourself, all right, we just gotta win at home. And then, you know, it's tied up then now it's a, another three game series. So that's why that's why I was like, let me think about it. I'll still go Suns. Um but you're right, they don't have a bench and Jamal Murray's been playing out of his mind. Like what? I didn't know. I remember him balling in the bubble. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know he was like that for real, for real. Like, he nice. And then that Lakers Warriors series, like, there were just moments in that game yesterday where I really feel like the Lakers were doing whatever they wanted. Like, mm-hmm. the Warriors made, I think, a record 21 threes. Yeah, I was about to say, they just let the Warriors take threes and nothing inside. You know, or, the, like, the Kings, as much as a uh, tough fight they put up versus the Warriors, the Lakers are a whole different animal. Like, mm-hmm. the Kings did not have a shot rim protector like the Lakers do, and the Lakers got a couple. You know, there was a block party last night in Golden State. And Anthony Davis and LeBron James were just having their way. Like, and then fucking Vanderbilt guarding Steph. Like, man, they, they were throwing a lot at him. And he still had a good night. I think he had 27, but he's yeah. gonna have to he's gonna have to earn every bit of yeah, it. Van, this series. Vanderbilt is Vanderbilt is tough. I that's a player I would love to see on the Rockets. And you just tell mm-hmm. him to go guard the best matchup or guard, you know, the best player. 
I'm sure he'd love that, man. That's a crazy, that's a crazy story because um I was working at 610. Man, this is like this is years ago. This is probably what 2017, I feel like. Maybe 2016. Um and we were at BB's Cafe and uh, doing a broadcast, and I met this lady. And she was like, yeah, my son plays basketball. He's, I think she said he was going to Kentucky or something. I don't even know where Jerry Vanderbilt went to school. Mm. But she was like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's lit. Like, what's his name? And she was like, yeah, his name's Jerry Vanderbilt. Jared, you know, Jerry Vanderbilt. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to look him up. And I looked him up, and sure enough, he was, like, one of the top recruits in the country. I was like, dang. So, yeah, just come back full circle. He in the NBA, man. And can you imagine if ends up on a rocket somehow? Like, I'm sure that would be a dream come true for him. What? One day. You know, Lakers Lakers got this little window, so they'll probably try to resign him. Mm -hmm. But – I could, he's young, you know, he's still young, so I could definitely see him at some point making his way down to the H and playing for the home team. Um, yeah, it's it's truly crazy. The Like, you know, the Texans, we had free agency, we had, draft just finished, but the Rockets, is it's that hasn't happened yet. It's coming. So uh, we're kind of briefly talking about free agency, but the NBA lottery, is coming and we got to watch it together this year you know the last time we did we got Jalen green so it's only right that we go in and we fucking carry that good juju and uh get us yeah. victor me and ross were just talking about that i think most today wednesday i think it was yesterday we were just talking about that man we were like we gotta we gotta uh, get this juju, man, and go go watch that lottery. Yeah, I was no like, can you what? imagine? Can you imagine the reaction that will be had from the city? I was like, people might might storm the like the streets if they win that lottery. They should. They should. Because <laughs> like, should. Do you know that what like the what it means. What it means for your your NBA team. If they win that lottery, man, so he was like, he was, I think he was like, would that be bigger than uh, this draft? I'm like, heck yeah, bro. Like, yeah, this guy is, this guy is like being compared to one of the best players since LeBron came out. He's special. He really liked that. Like, he truly is like. He's different. He's something I ain't never seen before. He's like an offensive Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. You know, Rudy Gobert got the size, but he ain't got no offensive game. This guy got the size, can protect the paint, mm-hmm. but also got an offensive game that just – there's nobody that's going to be able to block his shot. Who's going to be able to stop him? Nobody. I think the only type of player, player who can stop him is maybe like a – Jabari Smith, maybe or like uh, maybe Mobley. Mm. 
you know, somebody his size, not his size, but like around his size, that's a that's a little quicker. Oh, because he's yeah, he's but he was giving Chet work in, in uh <laughs> In those uh, USA versus France games, it's, yeah, I think it was U17 or U18. Yeah, probably U17. Mm-hmm. He was giving Chet work. They almost they almost beat the U.S. that game, and it was only because of him. They barely lost. Yeah, bro, you should check it out. I'm going to definitely – I'm going to definitely watch that. I think it was like Chet. I think Jaden Ivey was on that team. Um. Patrick Baldwin, I think some it was some other people, but it was just Victor. I don't know if it was other who, who else was on that French team, but it was just Victor hitting threes, and <laughs> that's when I was like, "Oh, this guy, he's he, he's something special." He, he I remember see, I remember seeing him. I'm pretty sure I seen you and Rawls that video years ago. Him playing one on not one on one, but it was like two versus two versus Gobert and like some two other guys. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he he's out here like hooping on Gobert at 15, like it's over with. I didn't know he was gonna be, I didn't know he was gonna be as great as he is, but I figured he was gonna, like when he was time for him to come out, he might he might be something, or maybe he'd just be a an internet, you know, internet what could have been YouTube sensation, but man, he panned out like for real. And I I don't know if you saw it. I, I think I sent it to you, but it was that clip of Gilbert Arenas. And he was like, oh, the, yeah, NBA, the NBA NBA going to send him to Houston. Out of all the teams that are in the top four, there's only one that could fit, a, you know, a player of his caliber. And, and that's, that's Houston. So let's see if uh, all that praying for Victor works out. I was yeah. telling Rawls that it's either it's I really believe it's either us or San Antonio. I agree. We'll see 100%. what happens, man. I feel if I'm right, but I really think it's only one of us two. And it feels like San Antonio. You can't send him to yeah, I mean that's what I'm thinking too. You can't send him to Detroit. Like that just you you don't do that. That don't even <laughs> sound right. Yeah, like you can't send him to, to Charlotte either, because that that organization just has never been been good and they have no identity. Um like like nah. And then I mean there's a chance that a team could jump, which would be like the Pelicans did that one time, but um we'll see. I don't see no other uh Portland. I saw, we, we, I did a F and uh mm. I did a sim like the little tankathon with Rawls, and I was showing him. I was like, "Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let me spin it and see what we get." And I think Portland won the first time, and he was like, "Portland? It, it was yeah. the Portland or the Mavs? It was one of." Oh them. my God! Could you imagine? That would suck. We would never win nothing <laughs> <laughs> if they put if they put Luca and Victor together. Nobody would win anything for like. Eight years, but um, I was like, all right, they didn't win, so let me. I was like, let's see what our odds are if we do it ten times, and uh, two, I think it was two out of ten we got the first pick, which that's twenty percent. So, 
<laughs> it's not bad odds, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like they're they're just they're due for it. You had the second overall pick, then you had the third. It's only right. Yeah. It's only and other teams right. would be like other teams would be like, no, they're not, because they already got two top three picks. <laughs> the fans fans do not want Houston. I think I think people have voted Houston as the team they least likely want to get picked. Oh, I man. I saw that somewhere. Because they know what it means if if they get them. It would be, it would be really fucking scary for the league. Because the league's already kind of transitioning these old to young. And then you get the Rocket with what they already had, the Rockets with what they already have. And then you add that? Oh, my God. I would never shut up. I would never fucking shut up. I'd probably get a neck tattoo of the Rockets <laughs> logo. You know what I'm saying? Light the goddamn fuse. Light the man, fuse, is, man. Light it, baby. Instead <laughs> of light the beam, light the fuse. Let's go. Let's go. That'd be crazy. But Walker, with kind of just in us being already in that kind of headspace, we we did this for the Texans for their draft, you know, and their offseason. So I wanted to do the same thing for the Texans. I wanted to do the top five Rockets offseason wish list. They already got the coach, so we got that taken care of. But what are five things that you would like to see happen? Uh, I already have my list, so if you want me to go, I can. But if you want to go first, if you got yours, definitely drop that thing. Oh man. Um five things I want to see happen. Um number five, I want um I want them to get a veteran point guard, defensive point guard, um maybe a Pat Bev, I think would be really good for this team. Um I love that. Even, you know, he I think he's okay with not starting anymore um just having his his that type of um personality and, and character around the the facility man i think that that rubs off and gives give those those players a lot of confidence um and then four i would like to with that second pick if they don't get victor um i would like to try to get like a Derek lively are um, a center who can rim protect like that. Um, with I think it was a Los Angeles Clippers pick. I would I would I would really want to get um, somebody like that. Derek Lively from Duke, get a rim protector. He don't got to start, but like just to have that that option for when Shingun can't you know can't play versus certain matchups. You know, gives you more versus. And I think he may even mention that. Uh, giving you more versatility in the bigs. Um, three, uh, Anthony Black or Jairus Walker. I would mm-hmm. love to add one of them in the draft. Um, if they if they don't, you know, if they land at that sixth pick or something. Um, Anthony Black is probably a player I want the most. He's just a, he's that, he's basically that, that point guard I was talking about, defensive point guard, but he's he's six seven, um, 
glue guy, looking to pass first most times. Um, always making great defensive plays, man. He's sticky, like, finding ways to steal the ball. Um, and then Jarius Walker, I think he just brings a lot of energy and scoring upside, a little bit of it, um, and just great defense on, on, on the defensive end. And then two uh, is going to be Harden. I want I want them to bring Harden back. I think bringing Harden back kind of solidifies them getting back to playoffs. Um, Harden has never missed the playoffs in his career, um, and I think he allows these these young players to be elevated. He's going to make them better, but he also gives them meaningful game experience, which in two three years, once that keeps building up. Um, and hardens like it's gonna it's gonna make make them be able to play and, and 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 have success in the playoffs. And then one, yeah, it has to be getting Victor Wimbayana, man. That's that's the way for me. Um, that would literally change our franchise forever. Um, so I mean that's pretty self-explanatory. That should be the number one I think for any Rockets fan. This this offseason is win that lottery so you can get Victor. Pray for Victor. (laughs) I think you're muted. Oh, shit, my bad. No, pray for Victor. Come on, baby. Yeah, please. But, no, our lists are pretty similar. Um, And I can tell you my number one is pray for Victor. Uh, Number five, I put just give me a top two pick. Like, I think there are really two generational players, but obviously one, one's above the rest for sure. And not just because of his height, but his skill. But Scoot Henderson is a dog. And I think if you could pair him with the Jalen, yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty damn scary. Um, pair him with the Jabari Smith. He, he, he kind of remind me of like a Ivy John Morant, but he's so much more physically imposing. Like that man looks like a freaking NFL running back. Like, so just give me a top two pick, please. Please basketball guys. And number four, some good veterans. You mentioned a name that I'm like hoping and praying he comes. And Patrick Beverly, I just think you need some people that just got that dog in them. And players like that that would bring it out of these young guys. You know, Patrick Beverly, just like he did when he was in Minnesota, he hyped up Anthony Edwards. He would do the same same exact thing for Jalen. And you need veterans like that. You need veterans. I think Austin Rivers said it during the season. That was something the Rockets needed was they need veterans that care more about the success for the young guys and those players than they do themselves or their role on the team. So something like that, Patrick Beverly, who's been in a Rockets uniform, know what it means for the city. I think he'd be a great addition. Um, a Brooke Lopez I've seen people mention. I think he'd be a, a good veteran because he's a good player, but I see – He's always the first one going to defend his teammates if something happens. 
if Giannis is getting into it, it's Giannis's brother on the bench, and it's Brooke Lopez on the court stepping up, you know, defending his teammate. And I think, I think the Rockets do a good job of already standing up for each other, but having a veteran who, you know, he's kind of like the Stephen Adams, you know, Stephen Adams rides for John Morant and his boys. I think Brooke Lopez would do that for these for these guys. So veterans yeah, like he'd that, be, he'd be a good pickup. Right, he can shoot threes. He he can shoot threes, and he's a pretty good rim protector. I think he was like a defense player of the year candidate, maybe. Possibly, yeah. He's got the pedigree was, now too. It was wasn't it him, Mobley, and Jaron Jackson? That would not surprise me. That would not surprise me one bit. So if that's the case, then that shows he still got it. You know, he still mm-hmm. got some some left. You know, to give to a franchise. Oh, and number three is rim protecting center. If if you're saying he's defensive player or you know runner up, shoot, then he must have been doing something good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so again, somebody like that, uh, a Clint Capella, you know, my number two. If my number two happens, why not bring the band back together and get uh get Clint in here? But number two is uh the return of the beard. Yeah, it's. It's a not a. It's pretty much a well-known secret at this point that Harden kind of wants to come back home. Uh, I did a Rockets. I, you know, was talking with Adam Splain. Uh, he covers the Rockets, and he was saying he was like, "It's fifty-fifty now at this point. It's either he stays in Philly or he comes back to the Rockets." Like, that's what it. It's between. He's not going to go sign anywhere else than those two teams. So mm-hmm. uh, it's 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 going to be an interesting offseason because if that domino falls, you know other players are going to come want to play with him or come back possibly. Uh, you know, it, it's it's funny. P.J. Tucker signed with Philly. I always thought if Harden came back, do you think P.J. Tucker would come back to Houston after the <laughs> things he said about the franchise, you know? Probably not, huh? That's yeah, probably thinking. not. That's wishful thinking, but and then number one is uh, Victor Victor Wimbanyana. If the Rockets get the number one overall pick, like you said, it might be chaos in the streets. It might feel like the Astros when they won, mm-hmm. you know, that World Series. You. you know, if they I'm do get Victor you. and we're together, yeah, we're gonna go right around the city honking the horn or something. You know, <laughs> y'all can hop in my truck. We'll just fucking. Right around downtown honking, just turning up. Oh, man, it would be so crazy. It would be so crazy. It would, and, bro. I'm telling you, the reaction I, would be insane. Like, I haven't really put myself in that headspace yet because I just don't Yeah, I just mm-hmm. don't feel Me like too. it's going to happen, you know? Me but either. holy shit, when you think about it, it almost just, like, want to make you go crazy because you're like, there ain't no way. But, but that's my top five. Uh, Walker, it's going to be, you know, we already talked about the Texans, but it's going to be an interesting, interesting offseason for the Rockets. So that definitely people are going to need to stay tuned and locked in because uh, there's going to be a lot of moving pieces, I feel like. But 
That is episode 81, not 31. It is 81. And uh, before we get out of here, Walker, do you want to, you have anything you'd like to share with the people? Nah, man. I'm good. Okay, well, then we'll just end it on this. Pray for Victor. Pray for Victor. (laughs) And like, share, subscribe, all that. And uh, until next time, people, we out of here.